Hey, this is Angel from Dating Skills Review, and we've got another instructor interview for you today. Today we have Sheriff from Love Systems. Uh, so it's a real pleasure to have um, someone who's been in the community such a long time uh, to talk to us. And uh, you want to say hello? How's it going? Very good there. Okay, so we're going to dive straight into the questions. Uh, you know, you know the thing, the drill. So um, first of all, I just want to get you know a bit of perspective on who you are for our readers. So can you please just describe your dating life before you had got into dating advice or actually read anything what was it like you know when whenever i start a seminar i can always there's a few things you see with with students and one of them is you've always got students worrying about is this going to work for me is this am i am i below the level that can actually be helped uh, and i so i normally kick them off by by you know telling them a little bit about me i mean for me i, I <laughs> I started off in a place that was worse than bad. Um, I went to a mostly all-boys school, but there were a few girls there, maybe 10 girls out of a year of 90 guys. Um, and not being a popular kid, even like the least attractive girls were out of reach, and they were kind of bitchy, because they had all these guys acting, you know, all these guys trying to get them. And I really kind of got this belief that, you know, girls were, only some guys were allowed to talk to girls, and that even the, even the least nice, least attractive, least personable girls were somehow quite special. Um, and then, unbelievably, it got even worse. My last year of high school, I got mugged, um, and it was it was bad. It was a traumatic experience for me, uh, and it made me it made me scared to leave the house. Even like I wouldn't go out in the evenings. This is when I was eighteen. My friends were going out drinking beer at night, and I was staying in. You know, I would I would physically shake with the idea of kind of going out. It was it really messed me up bad. Um, and of course, not having much else to do, I went online, uh, and I met this girl through a, it wasn't really through an online dating site, but I, I met her online, and you know, she was my first ever girlfriend at the, at the heady age of 19. Um, and we, we met in person a grand total of three times for about two hours each time, wow. but, but man, I was convinced we were in love. Like, I was, <laughs> I was sunk. She lived a couple of hours away. Um, and then one day she rang me up and she said, it's over and hung up and then refused to take my calls or answer my emails for three months. And, like, we'd, we'd been talking four or five hours every day. So this, again, you know, another fairly traumatic experience. And that, like, that messed me up good for a year or so. And, uh, like, for the whole year after that, I was thinking, well, you know, if I keep working hard, I can get rich, and then maybe she'll take me back. <laughs> and my whole life was kind of, was, was about that at the time. Uh, so... Before I before I got into this, it wasn't really wasn't a good place for me. Yeah, I think you could say that. Uh, I think that's great for the users to hear because I'm sure most of them are in a much better position than you were. So, how did you find out about dating advice at first? It's weird. When I was when I was 17, I saw this uh, TV program in England by a journalist called Louis Theroux, who used to go out and like find weird fringe groups in places. Um, and one of them he had on. It was on hypnotists and other shit like that. And uh, he was talking about this guy called Ross Jeffries, all about how to hypnotize women into sleeping with you. And uh, being a 19, being a 17-year-old, I was like, whoa, that sounds pretty awesome. But I, it kind of it took a backseat at the time. Um, but then after, after I got dumped by this girl, uh, I did a bit of research. And so obviously the research showed that you know, that was all pretty much marketing, and there wasn't really much to it. And, of course, hypnotizing girls in sleeping with you is it's kind of defined creepy. But um, 
it turned me on to the fact that there was this big kind of world of information online, big amount of stuff out there I could go and find. And the first stuff I really got into was actually David D'Angelo's W Dating ebook. Now, at this point, I was still overcoming my kind of agoraphobia from when I'd been mugged. And so going out in the evening at all was, was a huge challenge, not just going out and talking to girls. But slowly, surely, I worked through it, you know, step by step, even just going out to the bus stop, getting the bus into town, coming back, but just over and over. And I started applying some of the ideas I'd had from David Giangelo, which I had mixed success with. Um, somehow, the ideas I got from the book were that you shouldn't not just be a nice guy, but that you should actually go out and insult girls. Uh, but, but I had faith, man. I was, I was convinced this was going to work. So I'd go up to girls and tell them their hair looked stupid and, and be kind of all surprised when they, when they didn't jump me as a result. But if you're going out frequently, there's, you, you, you start, you have to get good. Like if you're going out and talking to enough people, your brain will start to guide you there. Um, and I got better, and I realized, in fact, there were, it wasn't quite as simple as insulting girls and having them jump either. There were clearly some nuances. Um, and in fact, I got, a, I got a great tip from a guy called Jeff, who's a dating coach. And he said, well, write down, rather than focusing on what's not working for you, focus on what is working for you. Mm. And I thought about this. And I, I was getting to the point where I was meeting a lot of girls, and they would, they would say, hey, you're a big player. And at first, I was like, fucking awesome. People think I'm a player. This is amazing. But that, that wasn't really translating into success. You know, girls would say, you're a real player. I've had a great time, but this isn't going anywhere. And I realized that, you you know, you have to tell girls why you like them, what it is apart from the fact they have a breast and a vagina that, you know, that, that makes them unique from other girls, which obviously looking back seems pretty fundamental. But, um... So, you know, I started writing down what had worked for me. I got some ideas about this. I got ideas about getting a girl to tell you stuff about her that you could show a genuine interest in. Um, and I was quite excited about this. And about the same time, I'd signed up for the Love Systems newsletter, the Love Systems Insider, and got an email from Savoy, which, which explained step-by-step step everything I'd worked out for by myself and added a whole bunch of new stuff in. Mm. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is great. Um, and I was kind of hooked by that point on the, on the love system stuff. Uh-huh. I did a workshop in London with a guy called Sin, mm. um, and my results went up straight away, I, even over the course of the weekend. But of course, you know, it's a process. I kept going out, kept working at it, kept getting better and better. Um, and it really took off from there. I, I stayed in touch with them and started doing an apprenticeship where I went around North America and Australia one year, just teaching boot camp after boot camp after boot camp. And it, you know, it's grown from there. That's great. And thanks for those tips, you know, for our users, because uh, focusing on the positive rather than the negative is definitely yeah, a great, great place to start for a lot of people. So um, how do you define your ideal dating lifestyle now that, you know, you've learned all of this stuff and everything's obviously changed. You were talking about how your mindset has changed earlier. So what is your ideal dating lifestyle right now? You know, it's funny. It, people, people often refer to this whole kind of picking up thing as gaming. And obviously, if it's a game, you, you can win the game. Uh, you know, I feel I've won the game three times. I've had three different situations now where I've been like, this is, this is it. This is great. I've arrived. And there are they're three quite different situations. And I think they're three ideas for kind of what you can be aiming for. 
when I lived in Oxford, I was dating three or four girls. Over the course of a year, I was always dating three or four different girls. And I was spending quality romantic time with them. I'd have somebody come over, we'd cook dinner together, watch a movie. And it was like having a girlfriend, only there were three or four of them. If things didn't work out with one, I'd go out and also meet somebody new. And I had this rotation going. And at the time, I was... 22 or 23 and I thought this was amazing and it was it was you know I was meeting some really high quality women I was having good positive interactions with them um and it was it was a good stable place to be and I enjoyed it although looking back perhaps a little unfair on the girls themselves um when I moved to London we uh, a friend of mine was sitting down and uh we'd been we'd been watching tv show entourage on tv and uh, we were like, why, why aren't our lives like that? Like, why, why should we have to be famous? And uh, we resolved that we were going to, you know, we were going to sell our mind to it and actually make this happen. And we did. We, uh, we started a nightclub promoting company. And without going into too many details, at the end of it, the business model was that the clubs would pay us per hot girl we took to the club. And then in the club, they would give us a central VIP table and send us alcohol all night so that other people, other genuinely rich people, would try and compete with us because we had all the girls. Mm. Um, and oh, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. It was, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, if you can imagine turning up to a nightclub four or five times a week, being standing outside at 10.30, meeting up with 30 girls, being ushered to the front of the queue, shown in. Everyone at the club, everyone in the line is looking at you, thinking, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> You know, because not even, not even celebrities are turning up with 30, 40 girls in tow. Being led to, like, the prime table in the middle of the club. And, you know, when the club's sending you alcohol, they want people to see. Well, you know, they dim the lights. They turn down the music. They bring out the sparklers. It was, uh, it was incredible. Um, but, you know, that wasn't really what I wanted. And um, it was, there was something a bit weird about that, too, in a way. Because it, you really got the feel, although you were getting quite so much female attention... It didn't feel grounded. It didn't feel about me. It felt about kind of the circumstances we'd we'd build up about, uh, we'd build up around ourselves. And um, that said, I learned a huge amount about how nightclubs work. Mm. And, like some really kind of interesting ideas there about why are why are the less attractive girls more bitchy in a high end nightclub? Like what you know, what's the difference between a real guest list or the kind of guest list that means you have to stand outside and pay a little discount? It's a lot of really interesting stuff I learned from that. Um, but finally, I, I met this amazing girl. I'd done this exercise when I did my first Love Systems workshop where they said, write down, write down the ideal picture of the ideal girl for you. Um, and I met her. Uh, I, met her I met her a little while ago, and we've been together ever since. And for me, there's something fulfilling about that. I feel more than other relationships I've had, I feel one of the reasons it works so well is because I know that I can go out and meet new people. And so I'm not, there's no kind of feeling of settling there. There's no, there's no feeling that I'm in the relationship out of loneliness. I feel I'm in the relationship because I've made a choice, because out of all these choices, I found a girl I really connect with. And I think out of, out of those three situations, out of having you know, the kind of stable of girls, out of doing the club promoting, and now out of having a, a girl who I'm madly in love with, Obviously, this third one is, is where I want to be at. That's a, that's a great story to tell, especially as most guys who start reading dating advice, they're obviously looking for that one girlfriend. Some of them get a bit sidetracked. You know, they start looking at other things. 
So it's a great point to you know, see that you've come back to that, that, that first uh, girlfriend, you know, what people actually start out for. So um, what were the three things you learned or changed that made the biggest difference to your success with women over the years? You know, there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are kind of leaps of faith for guys. And one of them, I think, is a lot of guys try and buy a girl's affection. They, they think that the way, to, the way to get a girl really into you is to spend money on her, to, like, to put her on a pedestal. And that can be a hard belief to shake until you try it, until you make that leap of faith and you think, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with this on my own terms. And you see the real kind of difference in how girls react to you and interact with you from that. Mm. Uh, I think forgetting a lot of kind of traditional dating advice and thinking in straight lines is important. Like one question I'll ask my students at the beginning of a seminar is where is the ideal place for a date? Oh, and they come up with all these ideas, just go for a romantic, romantic meal somewhere, go to an art gallery so you can show how cultured you are, go and see a film so you have shit to talk about. As I went on more and more dates, I realized the best place for a date was my house. If you're going on a date with somebody, you're there to talk to them. You're there to find out more about them. And if you connect, to take it to the next level with them. And so anywhere that isn't your house, anywhere that isn't, you can't controllably have quiet so you guys can talk. You don't have, you know, the kind of, the aspects of your lifestyle. You know, the picture you bought in Morocco, the lamps from Egypt other stuff that, that kind of grounds who you are as a person. And, and finally, that you don't, you know, if things go really well, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, how do I get it back to my house from the art gallery on the other side of town? I think thinking more in straight lines, questioning why you're doing certain things, why you're saying certain things on dates, and starting to think about what it is you want and getting focused towards that is very important as well. And finally, being bold. Something, I mean, I, I, do a lot of, I do a lot of guest talks at, uh, at seminars, and a question I love to ask people is, if you're on a date with a girl and it's going well, kind of smiling and laughing and everything's good, she's laughing at your jokes, you know, you're kind of moving in closer, and you go in for a kiss with her, but then instead of kissing you, she kind of just turns her head to one side, what happens to your value relative to hers? Now, the guys always say, well, it goes down. You know, you've made your move and she's rejected you. And I always say, no, that, you know, that's bullshit. Why? What, I mean, what does it say about you? What, what kind of guy tries to kiss girls in whom he's interested? A guy who's confident. And what gives you the confidence in that situation? What gives you the confidence in that situation is pre-selection. It's those positive experiences you've had before there. So when you show you've got that confidence around girls, you're showing her, well, you know, other people are interested as well. I have this positive dating advice to look back on. And I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys are scared of being rejected without realizing that the things they do that put them in a position where they can be rejected also show confidence. If you go and start up a conversation with a girl, Sure, she can reject you, but you've also shown you've got the balls to go and make that happen. And I think the, the advantage you get from that, the kind of the attraction that builds, far outweighs the risk of, uh, of being rejected. Awesome advice there. Great three points.
What is the difference between the girls you dated before and now? Well, I'm I'm actually dating girls now. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, that's the main difference. I think uh, that said, I mean something I touched on earlier was this this feeling of you know if you're settling for a girl or not, and I think. I think that's a, a key point. I think when you know you can go out any night of the week, meet new friends, perhaps start a new romantic relationship with somebody, it gives you it gives you back your power in the relationship. And it means that you're not always kind of worried about the ebbs and flows of the relationship. You're able to kind of focus on enjoying it and building something there rather than thinking, I've got to make this work, I've got to make this work. And you're less you're less willing to put up with with bad with with behaviour that that's perhaps not acceptable. I think people in relationships naturally test each other out, and if you're desperately trying to cling on to that relationship, you're um, you're going to find yourself in a position where you're you're accepting behaviour that's that's not right, and the, the relationship will start to tumble down from there. So I think that's a that's a big key experience for me. Awesome. So, is there any one great dating experience you've had over the years that you think back on? I don't know. That's a it's a hard one to answer. There's been plenty of surreal dating experiences I've had. Um, when I was uh, when I used to go out in London, I've met this uh, I met this girl on the street, got speaking to her, and uh, the next weekend she came down to stay with me in Oxford, and then the next weekend I went back up to London to go and meet girls again. Uh, so it was a great girl in a place really close to where I'd met this girl and um, said the same thing to her and it turned out to be the same girl in exactly the same place exactly the same time on a Saturday night she kind of looked at me funny and I think she had um, you know I, I think she assumed I was being funny more than anything and uh, I quickly changed the subject so like, hey how, how are you how have you been and it was uh, it was okay uh, I had this I, had, I went on a date once and this girl's identical twin showed up 10 minutes in Oh, and it was a double. It was weird. <laughs> I had it was me and, and the pair of them. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably a good thing that one didn't really go anywhere. It could have been quite weird. Um, I remember my brother was kind of a natural. My brother was always really quite good with women, and uh, so you know I looked up to him a lot. And he told me kind of one evening how he used to go out with a travel toothbrush in his back pocket. I was like, that sounds incredibly pimp. <laughs> like, how much more of a cool, pimp, together guy would you be? You know, if you take out a travel toothbrush, because you're assuming you're going to get laid. So, amazingly enough, I, uh, I went out. I mean, this was when I was still learning. I had this success with this girl. We went back to hers. And I'm like, I've got a show of a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're about to get down to it. I'm like, oh, I've got to brush my teeth. Like, pull out my travel toothbrush <laughs> from back pocket. Uh, she kicked me out. <laughs> Which, uh, obviously, I can't blame her. But it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know about the best dating experience, but I've certainly had some, some fairly surreal ones. Yeah, thanks. They were really interesting ones. So, I mean, we've heard a lot about you. Um, now, from your side, have you got any recent going-ons or upcoming events or anything you're involved in that you'd like to talk to our users about? Absolutely. Uh, Love Systems, http www.lovesystems.com run boot camps all over the world and we have a absolute money back guarantee we don't change your life over the course of the weekend we've got a big super conference coming up in the middle of october in las vegas it's going to be absolutely fantastic and then i run love systems programs pretty frequently in australia and in london as well so you can find out more details at lovesystems.com 
That's great. Thank you for that. And of course, all of the products from Love Systems are, are on the website, and you can actually see which ones uh, Sheriff has contributed to and on, on the site also. So, Sheriff, thank you for coming today. And with all of these great stories, you know, I'm sure it's going to be uh, really interesting for all our readers. Um, and, you know, thanks for your time, and I hope to see you soon. All right, man. Take care. All right, take care, man.